1: Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston.
2: morning to my People's Baptist Church family, and to our guests and friends. Welcome to this live stream worship service coming to you from the historic sanctuary of People's Baptist Church of Boston. We have been worshiping with the Lord for 216 years. and We thank God that he has given us the privilege and the opportunity to worship and serve Him, and to let the light of the gospel go forth in our city and around the world. The title of the message today is, Times When We Need Patience, Times When We Need Patience. Patience is a rare commodity today. I'm sure all of us at one time or another have had to talk to ourselves about being patient. There are so many situations that test our patience. Long lines at the grocery store. Having someone pull out in front of you on the highway and then drive very slowly. Children who refuse to go to sleep, and they should. Slow service in the McDonald's drive through Long-winded preachers who talk way too long. (laughs) Waiting for hours in the emergency room or in the doctor's office. Communications technology and computer technology have spoiled us to the point that waiting for anything is one of the most annoying and frustrating things that could happen to us. The Bible has a lot to say about patience. There are many Bible references that talk about waiting, and over 30 verses that speak specifically about being patient. We know that patience is a virtue. Yet because of our hurry, hurry society, many of us are like the lady who prayed, Lord, I know I'm always in a hurry, so I need patience and I need it now. We certainly understand that patience is needed in our daily tasks and in our relationships. But in James chapter 5, 7 through 11, that was read for us by Reverend Wright, James zeroes in on an area that applies to all of us. He says that we must develop patience in order to get through hard and trying times. I'm sure listening to me today, there are probably people who have lost jobs because of COVID-19, people who have recently ended a relationship, people who are suffering physically, or who, have, or who are living under great financial stress. Well, God, through James, wants to help us by teaching us how to react when life hands out unjust unfair, undeserved treatment, or suffering of one kind or another. James identifies three areas in which we need patience. The first area is we need patience when we are mistreated. James 5, 7, and 8 says, Brothers and sisters, be patient until the Lord comes again. A farmer patiently waits for his valuable crop to grow from the earth and for it to receive the autumn and spring rains. You too must be patient. Do not give up hope, because the Lord is coming soon. The people to whom James was writing were experiencing tremendous difficulty and persecution because of their faith in Jesus Christ. The first six verses of chapter 5 tells us that the wicked rich were oppressing and persecuting Christians. But James says their condemnation is coming. And therefore, says James, be patient. Be patient in bearing the offenses and injuries of others. The kind of patience to which James is referring can only be achieved by a person whose life is centered in Jesus Christ. He reminds his audience of the promise of the Lord's return to earth for his people. God means for us as believers in Christ to find great comfort and practical encouragement in the promise of Christ's second coming. To the person who suffers, in this life, Christianity offers the only true hope. And that hope rests in the return of Jesus Christ and God's promise of a new heaven and a new earth where there will be no longer any pain or suffering or injustice or violence or racism. The return of Christ is seen by many unbelievers and even believers, as nothing more than a futuristic concept which has little or no real relevance to our daily living or struggles. It is usually written off as irrelevant pie in the sky by and by as a form of religious escapism. But the truth is that the return of Jesus Christ is meant by God to undergird and strengthen the believer's faith, especially during times of adversity and hardship. The Bible has not told us when, but it has told us that Jesus is definitely coming back. And every time we take the Lord's Supper, It says, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Just as the Old Testament abounds with prophecies of Jesus' first coming, so does the New Testament overflow with promises of his return. In fact, future events like Jesus' return and the final judgment are mentioned over 300 times in the New Testament. We should note, however, that Jesus' second coming will be much different from his first coming. The first time he entered our world, it was in a stable with only a handful of witnesses. But when he comes back, people all over the world will see him coming in the clouds of, um, uh, of, uh, of the sky. In fact, Jesus told us in Matthew 24 and verse 30, he says, all the peoples of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And Paul in 1 Corinthians 4, 16 and 17 says, For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a commanding shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. First, the believers who have died will rise from their graves. Then, together with them, we who are still alive and remain on the earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. So unlike the first coming, there will be no doubt on the minds of any one on this planet, as to what has happened when the King of Kings reappears. So so James is calling on us as Christians to be prepared to wait patiently for the coming of the Lord, even in the midst of the trials and the tribulations that we experience here on this planet. Trials are designed to remind us of our earthly condition and to create in us a thirst for heaven where we will be someday for all eternity. Some of you listening today may be feeling the sting of some very serious pain. No matter what you do, you just can't seem to get rid of that pain. And I know some of you who are going through that situation. And uh, it seems so unfair that... um, you're suffering so much pain and even the medications don't seem to be able to uh, to uh, help you very much for others it may be an intolerable working situation or the pain of rejection it may be that a husband wife parent or child is taking advantage of you even though you treat him or her kindly or it may simply be the ongoing Presence or ongoing pressure of not being able to pay your bills on time when the ungodly around you continue to prosper. The point that James is driving home here is that your suffering is temporary. Because of Christ's death and resurrection, although you're experiencing great suffering in this world, you must never forget that you are awaiting a world where every tear will be wiped away and all forms of pain and suffering will disappear. The Bible gives us unusual metaphors to picture this new world that is coming. It speaks of streets of gold and gates of pearl, picture of uh, splendor and beauty. Whatever heaven is, It will banish all of the discomfort of this life and usher in new, unimagined pleasures. The psalmist tells us that in God's presence is fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. So James tells us in in verse 7 that until that new world breaks in on us the return of Christ, at the return of Christ, we are to be like a patient farmer who waits for the land to yield its valuable crop. We are to see how patient he is for the autumn and spring rains. Every farmer knows that the time for harvest just cannot be hurried. He may wonder if he is ever going to see the fruit of his labor, but he waits patiently and receives the harvest and the financial benefits that come from it. But James uses another illustration in verse 10. He says, Brothers and sisters, follow the example of the prophets who spoke for the Lord. They suffered many hard things, but they were patient. You see, patient suffering has always been the mark of God's people. Read through the, the scriptures and you will see that that is true. Many of the prophets were hated, imprisoned, and killed, and, had, and uh, experienced horrible deaths because they dared to speak the word of the Lord. They are, they are a great example of suffering and patience, says James. And the Apostle Paul reminds us in 2 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 12, yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ, in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. And that takes many, many different forms. It will probably not be like what um, the people in James' day were experiencing, but we will suffer in different ways. So what is the solution to ill-treatment? The psalmist tells us in Psalm 27 and verse 14. He says, wait patiently for the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. But secondly, we need patience when our circumstances don't make any sense. James 5 and verse 11. We give great honor to those who endure under suffering. For instance, you know about Job, a man of great endurance. You can see how the Lord was kind to him at the end, for the Lord is full of tenderness and mercy. Job is a wonderful example of endurance in the face of unexplained suffering. Job was blessed above every uh, other man of his day. He was prosperous and had a wonderful family. It seemed that he had everything his heart desired. Then suddenly came calamity and devastation. He lost all of his possessions, lost all of his children. He lost his health. He was, you could say, harassed by his wife who wanted him to curse God and die, and taunted by his friends. Yet he never stopped believing in God. When his, when he lost his possessions and his children were all killed, his response in Job one twenty one was, I came naked from my mother's womb, and I will be naked when I leave. The Lord gave me what I had, and the Lord has taken it away. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm just wondering how many of us can say praise the Lord when when our life is in turmoil and, yes, right, yes. And, and devastated in every possible way. You see, Job was not about to quit believing in God because he didn't understand what was happening or why it was happening. In the end... God revealed or rewarded his faith and patience by restoring him twice what he had had before. So are you having difficulty persevering in the face of suffering of whatever kind? Are you saying, I can't take this any longer? Remind yourself that God has a gracious purpose in your suffering, and that he will work out his purposes in his time and for his glory. And this is why the Apostle Paul could tell us in that uh, verse that we quote so often, in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. As a believer in Christ... You are a child of God, privileged to be part of a wonderful plan. Behind the mystery of ways that seem harsh, there stands a God whose heart is merciful and compassionate. He will never cause us to suffer needlessly. However, many days, months, or years we have to suffer, we can be certain that while Weeping may endure for a night. A joy is coming in the morning, the morning of Christ's appearance. Brothers and brothers and sisters, keep on keeping on through the storms that are raging in your life. Keep on keeping on though your whole world is crashing around you and the very foundations of your life are being shaken. Keep on keeping on, for God is the control panel of your life. When the doctor says, there's nothing else we can do for you, or the boss says, I'm sorry, we have to lay you off, or you learn of a loved one's passing, there is one you can depend on. He will never leave you nor forsake you. He promises to reward those who persevere through pain and life's difficult circumstances. All suffering is temporary. The best is yet to come for the people of God. So be encouraged. There is a reward at the end for those who persevere and are patient. But the third point that James is making is that we need patience— when we are tempted to blame others. We need patience when we are tempted to blame others. James 5 and verse 9 says, Brothers and sisters, do not complain against each other, or you will be judged guilty, and the judge is ready to come. Times of stress and hardship cause tempers to flare. It's very easy in times of difficulty to become quarrelsome and impatient, to take our troubles out on each other and to complain in the family of God. James says, grumbling or complaining is a telltale sign that we are not practicing patience. Refusing to grumble or to blame uh, each other is a part of what it means to be patient impatience with our circumstances leads to impatience with God which in turn leads to impatience with one another what do you what do we usually do when we begin to feel the heat of being hurt we complain to anyone who will listen we lash out at each other because of the pressure that we are feeling You see, the human tendency when subjected to oppression and injustice is to lash out on those nearest to us. God considers grumbling, as the King James Version uses the term, or complaining a sin because it is an indication that we don't really trust him. Or impatience is an indication that we really don't believe that he is going to take care of us and provide what is ultimately the best for us. And so to avoid grumbling or complaining, let me just suggest some things that you might, uh, some action you might take first. One, be careful to think first. Then be careful to pray first. Be careful to show love. Be careful to find out the facts of the situation. And be careful to forgive others as we have been forgiven. David reminds us in Psalm 103 and verse 8, The Lord is merciful and loving, slow to become angry, and full of constant love. As God's children, we need to show these same qualities. Paul says in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 2, Always be humble. And gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Probably all of us should have a big sign hanging around our neck that reads, Be patient with me, God is not finished with me yet. As we wait for the Lord's return, Let us not allow our frustration to turn us against, brothers and sisters, and to judge each other. So where do you need to be patient this morning? Do you have an uncontrollable circumstance in your life right now? Maybe you have a long-term illness that you have struggled with for many, many years. Maybe COVID-19 has caused you to be without a job and you can't pay your bills. Maybe you have a cantankerous relative that every time they are around you, they cause problems. You see, you need patience to deal with any of these situations. We need to remember, no matter how hard the trial may be, nor how harsh the test, nor how difficult the situation, nor how painful the ordeal, nor how heavy the burden, God's grace will always be sufficient to see us through. When we encounter difficult and trying circumstances, it gives us an opportunity to re- to re- give, gives God an opportunity to reveal His grace, His love, His power, His wisdom, His peace, and His mercy as well as his blessings to us in special and sometimes spectacular ways. God can make blessings out of burdens. He can make gladness out of sadness. He can make hope out of despair. He can make much out of little, and he can make something out of nothing. When our patience is being put to the test, we need to trust in the Lord, stand on his promises, pray without ceasing, And hold to God's unchanging hand. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. 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 We are going to have played as our hymn of disciples. The Lord is my light and my salvation. And so as Mr. White plays this hymn of discipleship, maybe you're in a position where you have been frustrated, you have had so many difficulties in your life that you don't know where to turn. Well, you can turn to the Lord who is your salvation, who has all power in heaven and on earth to help you. And if you do not know him, why don't you trust him and put him to the test? And you'll see that God is a faithful God.
1: Thank you for joining so us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the Historic People's is, Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you coming have been from touched Psalm and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist and, Church um, is a Christ-centered, bless. caring church By located reflecting at 134 on Camden Street of God and the at the corner of God. Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org and tune in every Saturday morning at 10.30